there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. I'm here with Papa Joe. Live and in person. Well, it's not live. Well, when in person. It is in person. <laughs> it is in person. Uh, and we can do a break and all that stuff. Well, it doesn't really matter. We didn't really miss out, miss out on live listeners, even though we've had last week, I only did a couple shows, and I'm trying to figure out how many may had a 1,000 listeners last week. Uh, I'm trying to get my feedback from ah. the, I've sent, uh, for listeners. Oh, I've been, uh, I'm sorry, keeping you guys out of loop, but I'm going to tell you about some secrets of them. Well, I told pretty much everyone at the, uh, what? no, uh, <laughs> I'm working on getting back my feed so I can get all the, uh, you're contacting uh, people for feedback. No, my feed, feed, oh, my feed for the show, which is different from feedback. Okay. The feed is the, um, the way the show goes out Okay. and how we track it. So you're going to get... I'm going to get control of that okay. so I know how many and, and how to redirect it. I'd like to thank uh, any listeners in Chicago. Chicago, there's uh, been... There's people listening in Chicago. Hey. I don't know how many people are listening hey, in Chicago. Chicago. My, and a former and a former Soviet Republic or Russian or in the Russian Federation. They could be in the current Federation. I mean, you were all members of the where? Pray tell. Where? It doesn't. You know what? It's kind of spread out. No, Bobby. no, no. It's the Russian Federation. Federation. Azerbaijan is still part of the Russian Federation. I don't think so. Armenia. Is Armenia separate? Uh, Azerbaijan and Armenia. Uh, I don't. I, uh, no geopolitical stuff right now because we'd have to. Well, we. I get sidetracked because I start thinking about it. And man, to all of our listeners see? on Eastern Bloc, <laughs> yeah. welcome. We love you. <laughs> emergency, emergency! Everyone to get from street. <laughs> oh Remember that from the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! No, you were doing that. That was very good. Yes. Emergency, emergency. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, not <laughs> Hey, listen. That was uh, Alan Arkin. I yes. think Alan Arkin was the uh, 
uh, Russian it was, uh, officer. The Russians are coming. So it was Alec. Do you remember? Because you're good with movies. I'm good. I, it's a long time. Slim I remember. Slim Pickens was not in that, was he? No, I don't think Slim Pickens was. It? I don't. But think he so. was in Doctor Strange Love. Yes. But uh, I and, forget who and was. And 1941. Yeah, I, I forget who was it. Who was in? Um, so uh, this week and is very been a very interesting week for me. I purposely didn't talk. I, t- I mentioned I was going to have a procedure done, but I'm going to go into depth because it's, I find it it's an interesting congruence, confluence, or congruence of events. Um, and I want to tell Papa Joe that, and I figured I'd tell the list. about for 20 years. I've had a small lump below my ear, behind my jawline. Um, and in the recent last couple of years, it has grown and where people, it's perceptible. And it's a mass, uh, a tumor. The doctor, I, I'll tell you about the thing. It, the, the doctor, in, in, in the conversations we had, it lent to more of that it's a benign tumor. They think it's a benign tumor. And they're going to operate under that um, I went, well, I, I went to get it looked at uh, by a, what did I do originally when I got it looked at? Let me see. Did you go to a dermatologist or did you go right to an oncologist? Hmm. I went to a general practitioner and then I went to a specialist. Okay. I went to a specialist and the special, ENT, ear, nose and stuff. I'm a Tolkien nerd, so I thought ENT was an ent, which was a tree-like creature that in, in the Tolkien thing, the ents. But uh, so that was in June. I had it done, June, way back in June. So now it's, it's uh, three months later. Um, in June, uh, I went to the general practitioner who sent me to, uh, suggested a bunch of specialists, and I went to one. And I went to one in early uh, the next week or the, a couple of days later. And they planned on doing the surgery after doing uh, a mark, a checkup or whatever, and taking a biopsy. Within uh, a week, they scheduled it for, it was June, but it was going to be late July. Which, uh, I guess, because everything was close, everything was open. But they were getting all the surgeries done that were when the, the hospitals were closed. So I was in there for July 29th. July 29th, I get a um, – July 29th. Two weeks before, let's say mid-July, I get a call that says, I'm sorry, we're going to have to cancel. They're closing the hospitals. We don't know when to reschedule yet. Okay. So uh, originally, I think they said August 11th. To reset it. To reset it. Okay. And it was going to be at an ambulatory facility, I think it, they call it where you can do certain types of procedures. Right. Well, that place, it got so bad um, prior, you know, in July and all that stuff. So I guess they canceled it again. And then they had to reopen. So it, it, And so after that, I got rescheduled for September, yes, yesterday. Today. Today. I'm so, yeah. so all confusing and stuff. So... I had a week and a half ago, I went for my uh, clearance. You have to go for a clearance for surgery and stuff like that. And they do your, they do uh, EKG, they do blood samples, they do chest x-ray. Now, now they do a COVID test. 
And <laughs> the COVID test I was getting from a doctor wasn't necessarily the same COVID test that they were accepting at the hospital. I didn't realize that. So, but I got the COVID test, you know, and they take the fucking Q-tip, long Q-tip, and shove it all the way. You had it. You have had it done because obviously you work for it. You haven't had it done yet? Uh, not yet, but I actually watched it being done, and it, it looks horrible, but... How did it feel? It's uncomfortable. Right. I have to say it's uncomfortable. The horrible is too strong a word. Just uncomfortable. 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 And once you, I imagine once you do it a couple times, you just get used to it. Much like probably any type of sexual thing you do in the first time. Well, when you know someone I mean? says we're going to take a swab and insert it somewhere, you know what test I'm thinking of. <laughs> what? Pap more smear? Of the, more of the venereal disease. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's like more a, than uncomfortable. You know, like a, that's just outright torture. Mm. Yeah. Well. But anyway. This is something a lot of people are going through now. So I got that quick. done. Was it quick? So, was it a quick, uh, it was an in and out? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like much like my first sexual encounter. Exactly. Okay, uh, so uh, it was, yeah, in, out, and it was over. <laughs> uh, so. I had that done, and I called the doctor's office, and they said, well, no, we, we don't, Baptist doesn't accept that one. We don't think you're going to have to give you, they schedule, they schedule another one for me here. So it came back, the results, this was a week ago, it came back, the results came back negative. Okay. And I got a call from somebody. Now, see, it was a whirlwind because I was back and forth. I never had made so many phone calls concerning one thing before. I mean, I bought cars. Uh, you know, I've, I've done things with houses and all this stuff. I, I've never been so involved in calling back and forth. So I get a call back saying they're, they accepted the, the test that you took is accepted by Baptist. You're good, right? Okay. And I said, really? And it was Baptist that was telling me this. The Baptist... It was a pre-op section, told me, I think. And then it was, I think it was Friday. So on Friday, they had scheduled me to have one of those tests. And I said, oh, well, it was a, you know, it was a quick test. And I said, well, I got, I got the okay from pre-surgery, pre-op, that the test, they took my test. So I don't want to waste your resources. Okay. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, I don't want to be tested again in case, you know, I just became infected or right, something like that. Right. So uh, I said, I don't want to waste your resources and stuff like that. So I'm accepting I can go. Well, I go back and I talk to I, I, that day. I call up. Now, the person that did the coordinating for the surgery at was going on vacation. Office. At your doctor's office. Yeah. Okay. Went on vacation on Friday. Of course she did. And wasn't going to be back till today. So Friday, I get a call from pre-op who's interviewing me for all the questions, they need to do a pre-interview. They said, who told you not to take tests? I said, you guys, someone called from yours. After 5 o'clock when I called, you had called, left me a message. I called back. You had left the nurse from there. And they said, oh, no, I see right here your, your test and you're negative, you're negative, so you're fine. And I go, oh, okay. So the next, that was on a Thursday, I think. And the next day on a Friday, they told me, that no i wasn't what changed the, the test was still negative but they said they weren't accepting it or something like that they didn't get a paperwork or something like that and they weren't going to accept it so i'm going to have to do a quick test that day when i come in mm -hmm. no okay 
okay, do this. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I had people coming in and out and they're talking about that tumor and there's other people telling me about their experiences and some of their tumors aren't benign and they were having radiation treatment. They had some taken out and then had a radiation treatment, all that stuff. And other people in the medical field are reading the notes the doctor had because you, now they post them. Right, you know, right. Everyone can see them. If, if you, anyone you can see it show, right? So they go, oh, you got to get this thing. This could be bad. I'm like, oh, shit, you know? And much worse than went to doctor. And the doctor usually gives you a worst-case scenario, right? Well, they you, didn't, you this guy the irresponsible to leave a possibility of yeah, a Yeah, yeah, they scenario. didn't do it. They did, the, they did more, like, the things that could happen during surgery, like facial right. paraly- paralysis, salivary gun. When he gave you his best diagnosis, did, did he not say this could be benign and it also could be? Yeah, 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 but then they got it, benign. and it still looks like it. It, it still looks benign. Right. I found that out today. Okay. So now this is the third time. So yesterday I'm coming back from the gym and uh, with Abby. And we had the whole day off. And my normal day off for the last couple of weeks was the restaurant closed for Mondays for the month. Okay. And I get a call and it says uh, from Dr. Fletcher's office. I pick it up right away. I'm handling like I'm handling an old phone. I'm picking it like this, actually. I'm picking up my cell phone. And I go, hello. And they say, uh, Mr. Horan, um, the doctor's sick. And I go, oh, shit. I knew right in, in getting the surgery's canceled for tomorrow. And I go, I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't believe my ears because I, I the first time I heard it was canceled, I'm like, oh, well, COVID. Second time I was getting COVID again. Now this time, I think I'm in the clear, right? Well, I'm still thinking that it may shoot up because of what they're doing in, right. in the in the. But I figure I got a little while before that happens. And fucking the, I'm thinking my head. I can't believe my ears. I go, could you repeat that to me again? Now I've used that word before. I used a phrase before. I could not believe my ears, my own ears. Right. That was one of the few times I could not believe my own ears. I've, it happens in your life. You hear something, you know what they said, and you go, oh, no, 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 this isn't happening again. It can't be happening again. This is the third time. And it did. It did. And now I'm thinking in my head, um, oh, wow. I said, I wonder if I have to call the hospital. Because normally I have to call the hospital. This is so weird, though. I wonder if they're getting, even getting the the messages, right? As it turns out, you know, it was a, it was a pretty, uh, what would you call it, hectic day for them. So I guess they didn't. I was calling the ho- hospital, started calling me back before I called them. Right. And they weren't aware. Oh, so the doctor's office never never postponed their time Do, slot. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah. And, and so I go, well, do I need to call pre-op and they go oh no you're fine you're fine so i go i call the pre-op anyway (laughs) and the pre-op didn't know pre-op didn't know either i said you know you were going to follow up and tell me to do stuff and all that she goes yeah i was just going to call you and and she's a nice woman uh, the pre-op nurse and i said well you don't have to and she goes well you're not coming in i said well no because the doctor's in the hospital and she goes no one told me that and I go, I'm the last to know. I said, 
I guess not. So I said, you need to find out, I guess. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, it's not my decision. I, I wanted to get it done. So all this happened yesterday, and it was going through my mind. And I, did, I, I don't know how to react. I, um, uh, Abby got pissed off. And other people did. But I, I didn't get pissed off. I wasn't relieved either. I'll tell you, I wasn't relieved. I, I went through a lot of anxiety. I went through a lot of anxiety. I would say so because you didn't believe your ears. I mean, that's just indicative. And Abby being upset is indicative of all the prep work and all the anticipation yeah. and the emotional yeah. prepping of you going under the knife, so to speak. Yeah. And you know what? And then it, and it was an outpatient. An outpatient. Still, but then for the third time it falls apart. I get it. Well, the the I thing, understand. the thing, and and we talked about this before in the show before anxiety and stuff. When anxiety happens for me, I have no control over it, and I can't do anything to set it aside, right? So when I don't feel anxious, I try not to overexamine, and I try not to do it. I did everything I had to do. Right. Um, I did it today. I made calls in to try to. I mean, I realize if the guy just went into the hospital yesterday that to the doctor, most likely he won't be ready to, you know, reschedule that stuff. So, and there was my primary physician, who's a great guy, uh, called up and said, you know, he needs to have this done. This has been months. He needs to have this done. So the coordinator called me back, and, and she felt a little pressured from the doctor, but she forgot his name. And I'm like, okay, well, this is his name. Well, it's not another. The name is not the name you told me because there's only one doctor who would call for me, that I know. Mm-hmm. So, I said, uh, I understand what what happened here. Three separate things: COVID, COVID, illness. And she goes, what? I said, first one was COVID nineteen. The second one was COVID nineteen, and this was an illness. I realize that. I realize taking as a whole, if you look at the whole thing, if you want to look at the whole thing, if I wanted to be unreasonable, I go, this is bullshit. Well, yeah, it is bullshit. Fate. Fate is bullshit. Life is bullshit. Yeah. They're going, it happened. It's happened. It's just like getting a brand new tire put on your car and then driving down the street and getting a big fucking nail in it. If it, it, was, just, if it was three appointments that involved you with only three phone calls with regard to one each of those appointments, but it wasn't. It's multiple phone calls. It's scheduling. It's a lot of your energy and a lot of their energy that goes into getting I know. all. I, well, I think I, I would put my I, I can. The one thing I told you, I get anxious and all this stuff. One thing I do is I can empathize with a weird situation and people, the coordinator, they have to deal with all sides, you know, people that aren't satisfied with the results of uh uh, maybe a medical uh, determination or surgery or something. They got to deal with all those things. Sure. But the things that are out of their hand, you know, if it was like I decide not to show up today, you know, or not me or them, right? They, that you know, or, or rudeness or that. But none of that happened, so I didn't have to. There are a lot of variables, though, Jim. Let's face it. You have you have nurses. There might be specialized nurses. Mm-hmm. Anesthesiologist, mm-hmm. your doctor, there's administrative staff. If any one of those people has a glitch, like yeah. let's say the anesthesiologist, he gets hung up uh, on another yeah. procedure some, with someone else somewhere yeah. else, and that's just going to mean another postponement for you. There's a when I went through this with my son, um, it was 
one, it was amazing because when you're dealing with, you know, radiation therapy, yeah. chemotherapies, and brain surgery. Get that closer to yourself. Um, you, you, you can only imagine the dozens of individuals involved in a simple, there's no simple, but yes. a procedure. So all the cards had to line up every time. And when you have, obviously, a cancer in a child, uh, you have a certain type of servant, nurse, doctor, cleaning staff at the hospital. They're hyper-attentive, yeah. and they really go the extra mile. But when you sit back and you watch all of this play out, it's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And and then you have to look at any not just a br- any doctor, any surgeon. Yeah, They're putting an, a sharp instrument to you, and they're specifically doing something. So the level of skill, and that's dependent on what's the anesthesiologist doing, what's the nurse doing next to me. Uh, you know, it's, it's a ballet of sorts. A- and I guess what I'm saying is it's better it gets postponed. I would be like, you know, it would be, a- be aggravating only because, you know, maybe I've scheduled something. But in the end of the day, I'd be like, well, you know, I'd rather have everyone there 100%. Oh, oh, you know? I, I understand that. Oh, I, 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 and then my, I my, ask, my anxiety. And then I would ask for the discount. My, my, anxi- my anxiety comes from um, wanting to get it over, being anxious beforehand, having to go through it again. Right. But it's almost like a test run. It's like uh, it's when you do um, – you're planning for something, you do a test run, test run. You don't know, and you say, ah, this has been a – uh, this has been a, uh, a a false alarm, or this is a practice, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, so, a drill. This is only a drill. Well, you didn't know beforehand, which is great. This has been a drill. If you found, you know, so I'm, I'm I, when I say great, I, w- I wish it just was done, and I was here, even in pain. I would have been in pain. I probably wouldn't have been able to do this. Now, funny thing about it, if I had gotten, let's say he hadn't gone to the hospital for a couple hours, four hours. Okay. I was going to do a pre-op show <laughs> and tell everybody what was going to happen. And I'd go, listen, if I come back, I may have a little slurred speech. It's not that I'm drinking or anything. It's because they're cutting uh, a growth away from nerves near my face. Are you going to be able to speak? I don't know. It's right I, behind your jaw, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But I'll give anything. If they tell me I can't, I promise you I won't. If they tell me I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. But if I can, if they tell me if they tell me I can, if they if they say I can speak, that means I can podcast. Okay? <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm not gonna go and I'm not I'm not I'm smart enough to realize and say, listen. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I, I got to do a podcast. And, oh, I know I have surgery. You know what I do? No, I'm going to say, can I speak? Will I be allowed to speak? Can I speak? Can I speak a little, like, for 30 minutes? Will I be able to speak for 30 minutes? And they can say either yes or no. See how it feels. They're saying that. Someone, everyone was saying stuff. He was telling me the cut's going to be on the outside. He knows. Other people saying, well, sometimes I have to cut on the inside and stuff like that. I said, I, I said, it's not. 
where it is is not it's in there it's under the layers of skin right but it's not it's not near the esophagus but i'm not telling a doctor what to do no no well you'll not find done. out here eventually yeah i'll we'll find out so i we straightened some of the things out we're going to find out more in the next day but it would have been funny if i did funny yeah funny it would have been funny if i did it and made a big deal about it, it wouldn't have been my first time i made an a, look like a fucking asshole but i would have been oh well today i would have called you up and say hey i didn't have the surgery and then and part of you know what I'm the part of my head that bothers me? What's that? It's so convoluted. The weird shit that's been happening. People are going to start thinking I'm an obstructionist. Oh, you're 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 just making up. You're like one of those people. You're just full of shit. What? Like yeah. you you self defeated so that you don't have to go under the knife? Or making or making up? Oh, what's that syndrome called? A Munchausen syndrome. Munchausen. And there's a Munchausen by pro- proxy. Uh, I. I would rather have this than that because I can get this removed. Right. I can, you can't remove that. And not without a lot of therapy. Yeah, and I've never uh I I've never uh used my illness or any time I was sick as a thing a badge of courage. I was always proud of not having missed oh, yeah. work. Much missed more proud work. of being healthy. Well, and then they go like this, and they, they, they were doing a pre-op, and they go, well, when was the last time you were in the hospital well, overnight when they operated? I said, well, I had stitches. When did I have stitches last? I goes, it was nine, eight. I said, I had my hand x-rayed one time, but I didn't stay. I never, I haven't had stayed over in the hospital since I was seven. That was So that's 50 years ago. I said 50 years ago was the time I, and uh, I mean, I, I went to an emergency with a bruised hand just to make sure it wasn't any broken bones. That's the one I told you about where they said, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Rand. It appears if your hand was run over by a car. <laughs> I was drinking a lot back then. So, um, yeah, that was it. And they were like thinking, what are you doing? And they go, what? And you're a bartender? Yeah. Oh, how much do you drink a week? I don't drink. And they go, I had a drinking problem. I haven't had, had a drink and, and it'll be 10 months. And they go, Oh, well, what, what medication? I said, I'm not on medication. And uh, they're like, oh, okay. Like I said, listen, I'm not, I'm not proud of being an alcoholic. I wish I could. I wish I could just spend a week not worrying about, uh, you know, just having a couple of drinks and stuff like that. But they don't, they, 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 um, they, <laughs> they didn't even tell me not to drink the night before. I guess because they, I don't know what they say. I do, do, you know, I guess there's a, a lot of people out there that don't use alcohol. Well, I don't really. No, I mean, but I'm a bartender. Well, well you think they were looking at you like, oh, listen, pal, you're a bartender. Yeah, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. You don't drink. Well, no, I had to tell them I had a serious problem so they know I took it seriously. Right. I said I had a serious problem, and I said I'm not going to uh, – I didn't drink during COVID-19. I'm not going to drink the night before an operation where I'm going to get something done. Yeah, you probably shouldn't drink anything too much. The well, they before. said don't. Um, no eating. At yeah, a yeah, before hour. midnight. Yeah. Which, after after midnight. Who? What kind of animal? <laughs> what kind of? Fred fucking Flintstone? You yeah. get up in the middle of the night. I always see that. You always see that in um, old movies. People getting up and grabbing food and getting up and eating in the middle of the night. 
Yeah, well, then again, you you might have like a midnight shift, and you might be eating at three in the oh, morning. Oh no, no, I'm talking about things. people that do regular sleep patterns. Oh, people that go to bed at eleven and get up at seven, and they get up in the middle of the night and eat, and they go, "What the fuck kind of thing is that?" Yeah, I mean, the digestive process no, is your, very your intestines uh, have to be shot, invasive. Yeah. You know, laying down, you got the low pulse and all that. And I've been using uh, a Fitbit. Thing. I've been watching my sleep. I get about two. It says they maybe over. I get a little over two hours of deep sleep. Oh well, that's deep. And then I get I get about seven, seven. I've been getting seven, a little more than seven, sometimes more, seven hours sleep. I which is great for me. Should be seven and a half, I think maybe. Yeah, I'm operating on three hours right now. I don't know how to fucking do it. My dogs woke me up. And I, was I feel not able to go back to sleep. Yeah. The dogs woke me up. I, I put them outside. I went to the. I went to bed. and I was like, "Nah, this just ain't gonna happen." Oh, were you writing? Did you write? So I got up. <coughs> excuse me. I did a little reading and then I started writing. But three hours. I was. I was. Uh, I was up for a couple hours a night when I was uh, at the end of my drinking. I was up just anxious all the time for no reason. Mm. Uh, for I don't know what reason. I don't want to pay someone to find out the reason. I'm just going to tweak it and find out the reason. And um, a lot, you know, a lot of times for me, it's sometimes it's uh, it's funny. From drinking, I became dehydrated, so I drank more liquid before I went to bed. Because if you drink at night, like drank like I drank, right. You, you'd have to get up in the middle of the night. To, you know, you expel the liquid. Your liver's working overtime. And then you're thirsty. Right. In the middle of the night. So now I, I wake up in the middle of the night. Still have, have to, you know, pee at 5 in the morning. Sure. I make it, I say 5 in the morning. I just say 6 hours. I get last about 6 hours. You are 57. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I wait, to, if I don't take my last drink of, of liquid, an hour and a half before I sleep, I'm, I think I'm gonna. I think I'll make the. I can make it to the time I wake up. It's pretty good. Not yeah, being there's there's days. Like it, it's two times during the night. I got to get up. I quit. I have no anxiety about it. It is what it is. You you know Google it. It's not unusual. It's all dependent. For instance, um, caffeine, sugar, yeah. sugar drinks. Not just caffeine. Yeah. Caffeine just keeps you up. You got another one in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Mexican Coke, and I'm going to switch to Mexican Pepsi. I was going to put that in there, but people just sound like I didn't want to say I got Mexican Coke for you because it sounds it's awesome. It's awesome shit. No, I mean the way you read it. If you're not, if you're, if you're not familiar that oh, Coca Cola, so you're not familiar that Coca Cola is different in the United States and different in Mexico. You say you got Mexican Coke. Uh, oh. The unschooled people think yeah. you got cocaine. Yeah, I'm not, we're, we I'm are. Not we're first of all cocaine. No, no, but we are in the we are in the keys. Oh, given what I used to do for a living, yeah, yeah I mean, we I are just, in the keys, and you can see how people go and say, oh, "I got you some Mexican Coke, Coca Cola, Coca Cola." Yeah, because it uses real cane sugar, correct, instead of corn syrup. But that'll make you pee at night, and what? Um, and, and your body's different trying, than, your body's trying to process different that, than you know? corn syrup. That same thing, um, but I think the sugar, uh, the sugar's just uh, easier for your liver so to handle. I hear that sh- sugar's better for you than uh, corn well, syrup. Than, than corn syrup, sure. 
Um, I didn't know. I didn't it know. is. Well, I don't do a lot of either corn one. Corn syrup goes through your intestines, yeah. and there's a reaction. It actually creates little pits that sugar doesn't. So the corn syrup bullshit that they put in drinks. Causes diuretically. It's kind of like that. Yes. It starts eating away at your intestine. Wow. It's wretched shit. And we're being force fed that. And it's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. Super cheap because you can't sell enough of it for fuels. So what happens to the rest of it? It ends up in food. Hey, we're America. We're not always the smartest. But we got a lot of sugar in in the middle of the night. My body says, hey. I got to get rid of this shit. So I quit drinking anything sugary um, a couple hours before bed. I just drink water, and uh, I might get up now once. But if I get up twice, I don't sweat it. You know, it's just it is what it is. I got to go pee. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I'm not anxious about it. I I have a feeling, and I don't. You don't need to school me too much on this. But the more sleep you get. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. The more healthy sleep you get. You could be in bed for 12 hours and only get uh, maybe an hour of deep sleep. Or you can be in bed seven and a half hours. You're supposed to, humans are supposed to have between... Uh, Two hours of deep sleep a night is good with the rest of it. There's there's all these different stages. There's light sleep. There's REM sleep. There's deep sleep. Um, and I, I, I just have this feeling that there's a proper amount of sleep that you can have. Not too much. Right. Or not too little. And obviously they say that, that most sleep studies say that seven, seven and a half and younger people... It's better. You just, I feel better. I feel healthier. I, the less caffeine I have late, I realize that I can do caffeine. I do caffeine around nine o'clock if I'm going to sleep at 12. They're saying that don't do that. Yeah, they say nothing after five. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, but don't you think that's cultural? I mean, I grew up as an Italian family. Coffee was everywhere. Well, I drink coffee. I drink coffee. Eight o'clock at night after dinner, you're having your coffee. I'm drinking coffee at eight, nine o'clock at night. Kept up but I don't. I had this feeling they've been back and forth on coffee and caffeine. I had this feeling that uh, because they've been back and forth, that's good for you, it's bad for you, good for right, you, bad for right. you. I think it's uh, somewhat benign, much hopefully like the tumor on the side of myself. Uh, so I've been, I've been doing that. I've been watching my weight. And people say, why are you losing weight now? I say, well, I've been trying to lose weight. It's all port- part of the thing and not drinking. And the support... Your my body, like I wanna, I wanna have. Um, I just want to be healthy for longer, right? While I'm healthy, being healthy. I, okay, here's. I'm, I I know we're amateur and stuff like that of, of this stuff, but I just have a feeling. And I'm telling you, it's a feeling that re- being in a, having a healthy lifestyle and maintaining a life healthy lifestyle, it's a lot easier than. Being super unhealthy and trying to get to this point. Oh, so, yeah. 
You know, I know, Main, I know, but I can't, I can't, outcomes, I can't, sure. I didn't do any studies for that, and I'm one of these people to cite no, that Doesn't stuff. it make sense, though? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't No, make you're sense. qualified because you're living it right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're living it. Listen, it was one time, what was the, what's the heaviest you've ever been, if you don't mind saying? What's the heaviest? 248. Okay, and where are you now? I'm 231. That's not a big swing. I know it. 248 to 231, it wears like it's a different universe. I mean, that weight, yeah, that's pound-wise. Just talking pounds, that's that's not a drastic shift. No, I want to be. I think I think my my uh, ideal probably be, and Abby doesn't like it. 220, but I showed her I showed her pictures, and and uh, uh, um. I downloaded pictures of Miami Heat. Miami Heat's in the finals coming right, up. Right. They're going to be playing the Lakers. And they have a list of There was only five players that I was heavier than. There were only five players. And those guys, the sh- uh, I was as about the same height as a couple of the shorter ones. Six three, six four. Yeah, but these guys—they're—they are muscle mass, and if they oh, were, muscle mass, I know, but they were serious lighter. So I'm saying, me at two twenty, it's not horrible. It's not horrible, right? And and see, these are athletes and stuff like that. And even it's funny the BMI thing. Yeah, you can have more muscle. I mean, they—they they, the famous story is uh, Doc Blanchard. You ever hear of him? Yeah, football players from uh, uh, right around World War Two. They played for Army. I know the name. Okay. There were two running backs for Army. had uh, um, two guys. I think there were two guys. Uh, and they were back when the service academies were to, like Notre Dame. They were the number one schools because sure. you didn't have these giant guys back then playing football. If these really big guys did not end up playing football. The football players were much smaller back then. Uh, but there were still big people then. They just didn't end up playing football. They did other things. They were like working in an ice house. You know, and all all these things, uh, they couldn't uh, get into the army during World War II because of their weight, and they were the two uh, best running backs in the United States, health wise. They were like they were super fit. They were buff guys for the night. Right. You ever see those pictures of guys, really good shape guys, and, and 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 not even some of the best shape ones didn't even look that great then. Well, back and then, then some, the some, some, some of them you see. Wow, they look like they'd be cut now. There's some people have that kind of body, right. and so we, we're we're facing uh, when you see BMI. And when I was at, uh, let's say, when I'm working out real heavy and I was real fit, I got up to 240, but I was working out a lot. Um, well, there is a difference. There's a fit. 240. 240. I was I was pretty fit for 50. Six fifty-seven, but it. I was on the obesity. Um, I was obese on the scale. On the scale. On the scale was obese. Now, now, obviously, uh, I'm I'm right below that. I'm still overweight, even though people look at you know laugh at you and they go and say, you know, if your 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 you know if your waist is smaller than your hips and your chest and all that stuff and your gut's not hanging over your belt. And you say you're overweight, and it's not like I have anything hanging right. off my body. Well, you're going off, you know, the fat to muscle ratio. You're going off the charts. That technically would say 
you're either you're close to or maybe yeah. occasionally you're over the line. But those things are guides. Yeah. Um, and there's some, like when you go for a certain jobs, like for law enforcement, th they use those as the rule. And sometimes that's not. I don't know that. I don't know if they use them in in a state in a state police. They do. Yes. Those guys, uh, they do. But local law enforcement. Nah, maybe not. They might be local a law enforcement. I've seen. Yeah, a, I've seen some walruses, but yeah. Um, you know, in the state, I was a state officer. We absolutely. Well, do. no, they state state states kind of like it's run like a military. Yeah. Uh, endeavor, but for instance, I'm I'm just at six one. Depending on the humidity, I might be just under six. Uh -huh. So, um, when I was in the union and I was doing the politicking, and I was up in Tallahassee, mm -hmm. uh, those people eat and drink really well. Mm -hmm. So I got as I got as heavy as two forty seven. Wow! Oh, wow! Forty nine inch waves. Wow! I had to order all new suits twice. Yeah, I had never been so heavy. And I had never been on the edge of anxiety for so long. I, and, and when you're in Tallahassee, you are literally running the halls. Uh -huh. It's not like you're sedate. Mm -hmm. But it's really not working out. It's, it's going this office, that office. Lots of sitting, lots of drinking, lots of staying up late. You get up early, and you're, you're not going to bed till 1 in the morning. Yeah. And then you're back up at 5 to be getting ready to head to the hill by 7. So it's that cycle. And the weight just piles on. So right after I did my tour, mm -hmm. I said, I've had enough of this shit. I feel like crap. I look like crap. And I took it upon myself. I challenged myself to go for my academy weight. Really? What was that? 156. From two? Really? Yes. That, I didn't get there. I had gotten there before when I got up to about uh, 190. When I was younger, I said, I don't want to do this. And I actually got to 156. I got down to 180. You know, that was probably, I'm, I'm, about, I'm almost three inches taller. That makes a big difference. And, and, and I was 177. Yeah. When I went, which is appropriately sure. the, the difference. You three know, inches is a lot for weight. I mean, but. Mm, yeah. 175. But I, I got down to 180. Mm -hmm. And when I got down to 180, what a difference. You know, I was running five and then seven every other day. Five miles, seven wow. miles, five miles, seven. And then working out two hours a day on the weights. Mm -hmm. And um, and then the weight, of course, muscle mass being heavier, I got up to 190. But it was a different 190. Yeah. See what I'm saying? It was a leaner 190. Yeah. And so if I had gone by some of those charts – I would have been overweight, but I was in the best shape I ever in my life. So, you know, to use those guides as a guide is, is great, mm -hmm. but really it's a, it, it's, and we're all different, right? So yeah. it's an individual experience. Um, I would say if anyone's trying to work out or to try and lean themselves out or just trying to lose yeah. weight, you, you have, you got to put your mind to it, but you have to feel good about it. Because that's going to keep you motivated yeah. throughout. And you can't look at those damn charts all the time and because you, you start judging yourself. When you're working out, when you're working out and, and, and dieting at the same time, that is disheartening when you get on the scale. It's weird how that works but out. But your body will like literally sometime. lose and gain weight 
during a single day. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was there was uh, for weeks and weeks I was doing it, and all of a sudden, like one uh, week, I dropped seven pounds. Right. You put and it right I go, back on. No, no, no. I'm I'm hanging just, in there. I'm hanging dropped. there. Two thirty two, two thirty one. I was at two forty for the longest time, and I was saying I'm watching myself. I'm trying, you know, trying to get rid of man. I don't want to have man boobs. Right. I want to lean up there. I want to lean up top, build the muscle there in my shoulders, in my back, uh, glute, legs, core, you know, just that area. I don't need huge biceps and huge forearms. You need a tone. Uh, well, yeah, tone. I'm big. I'm well. My arms, my arms. No, are you pl- look, you look fine. Yeah, my arms are playing big. I just don't want to carry extra. I figure as you get weight, you lose muscle mass, right? Yes. Use muscle. But if you take, you could take some supplements and things like that or t- test well, My family also, it's cultural. My family, we gain weight in the chest. Yeah. And that's dangerous because it's too close to the heart. I hear that the waist is more predictive of that. The waist and the thighs. Well, you, start getting, like, you start getting that mid-ab yeah. where, where, the, where it's not just a lower mm-hmm. ring of, of yeah. fat. That's just, you, have a, you lose some weight. You I think I just feel. heavy girth. Yeah. Yeah, it starts just underneath the the, the breastplate, yeah. and it's just the big stomach, right? Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's you, not good at all. You know, it's funny. When I was in my twenties, I rarely worked out. Well, yeah, but you had more hormones going through your body. Oh shit, man! I, I was, was lean. I was, and oh my god, strong. I was a washboard. I'm yeah. sure you were too. Yeah, I was lean and strong, and uh, I was, and but I guess it was in my forties that I got some of my. So can I tell you Age wise, best shape. Can I tell you a quick story about yeah. being lean? So I'm 17. I just got home from high yeah. school. And I had just been to my girlfriend's house. And uh, so I had to get dressed again, fill in the blanks. Yeah. And I, and I go home. Well, my, my mom and my aunt are at the house. And my aunt hadn't seen me in a while. And she's always, always, to this day, you know, she's always fussed. Mm-hmm. You were too thin. Too thin, but I said, "Yeah, but I, I look good." Just yeah. kidding with her, because trust me, I was the last person that would yeah. ever say that to anyone. And um, she goes, "Lift your shirt up." Now this is outside. Lift your shirt up. I want to take a picture of you. You're too thin. I'm going to show you, right? So I lift my shirt up, and it's an eight pack. Yeah, it's just shredded. <laughs> so I, I still have this picture, and every time I look at it, I keep thinking, if they only knew what I'd been doing 20 minutes before <laughs> is the reason why my abs were so damn shredded. So, yeah. I always think when we're talking this way, you just feel, it, it, if it was a radio, it would be a click from the young people. But you know what? It's so, I, I you see girls, it's it's interesting. I, I Driving down the road here, you see all different types of people trying to remain fit. You see amazing young you know, girls when they're in their 20s and they're working out. Right. Or guys um, when they're working out and they're in their 20s. They can get these amazing bodies. Now, it's much harder to maintain. and It's, it's harder to maintain. Not much harder. Maybe in 30s, but and then a the big drop off in 40s and 50s and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And uh, that's just one of those things. And to... If you knew, I guess for me, it was a yearning to try to maintain. Like when I left high school, 
I think my waist was 28, 29, 6'4". Yeah. And 30, uh, 38 up top, 39. Not. No, you're kind of thin. Yeah, yeah, thin. And then now, it, as you get older, you always wanted to be bigger, but you never, you never want to be that. You never want to be that one. And even then, I looked at the big, you know, real big guys, and I'm like, that's just ridiculous. There's some well-proportioned people you look at, and you go, that would be nice sometimes. Hey, man, I've seen plenty of older guys, and I'm 57, so when I say older, I mean 67, yeah. 70, and, and th they look like they're athletic instructors. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember uh, my coach in high school was yeah. probably 60 years old. He was a mm -hmm. former Olympian. Um, he was a gymnast, and the, the, the guy was just an amazing specimen of a mm -hmm. human being. He was just w in good shape. He worked, because he was a gym yeah. teacher, he literally worked out eight hours a day because he was always doing something for every yeah. one of his classes. Yeah. Okay, but I've seen guys that are fit, they're spry, they're alert, Mm -hmm. Look, I don't really care about. I don't want to chiseled anything. I want to. I want to feel good about myself. I, I want to have a good outlook. I want longevity. I got grandkids. I want to be there for them. Yeah. I want to be able to have fun. I'm more yeah. interested now in in being a kid again with the grandkids. That to me, and of course you have to be healthy because you want to be living yeah. and be around your grandkids. So that to me is more important. It's. And listen, every, all these young guys, and trust me, being gay, I can look at some you know, 20-year-old who's working out in the gym and think, oh, my God, he's beautiful. But he's going to be my age one day if he lives so long. Well, I can, I can be objective. Uh, I, can, I can be objective. No, but I'm talking not so much about us. I'm talking about their attitudes. Sometimes their attitudes, when I was their age, it was the same. You don't think about, gee, I'm going to be 57. What am I going to? No, you just think you're. Hey, I'm 20 and I'm invincible. I know. The young guys at the gym and stuff like that, they come over when they used to give me my advice when I was in my late 40s when I'm working out. And I say, how old are you? And he goes, 22. You know what? <laughs> Try to remember this moment when you're 40, in your late 40s. They can't wrap their head around And that sometimes. you're being approached by your younger self telling you what to do. And how much harder it is and how many more responsibilities you have now and stuff like that. And how difficult it is biologically, biologically to maintain. Uh, so I just go like this. I say, well, am I, I look around my age. I put myself in my age group. I know there's guys in better shape than me in my age group. I know there's a ton of guys that aren't. Yeah, you're, you're ahead of the curve. I'm ahead of I the curve. I think I'm ahead of the curve for the age group. Yeah, yeah. But I'm you not. Know what? Still have to be happy with. Yeah, you had to be happy with y'all. And then I walk over to someone and tell, I've never had the guts and tell someone how they're doing. I did always have this word of advice for someone. And I think we, you know, this was good. Uh, maybe we can do this on Thursday. If you're available, if you're What's around. That? The same thing. Sure. I'll make you lunch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll try to make a, to a good lunch. That. Okay. Um, my my word of advice is doing something little for yourself and taking baby steps uh, because uh, progress uh, you if you're the worst shape the worst shape you're in the the more incremental you need to go I think Agreed. you got you should always seek uh, get uh, 
get professional advice first to see if you're physically capable of doing the things yeah. you want to do. But then you do it, and the then computer. yeah, it's all right there. All yeah. all of the medical advice. And I mean, certified. Yeah, medical yeah. Advice. I'm not, just saying. Not you know. I'm just saying you got you need you need to get a you. you need to get a workup if you're going to do like yeah, a three should, mile. Let's if you've not if you've fun been sedate, yeah. Like in my case, I was super athletic in, in my 30s mm. and 40s. Worked out, ran, but I'm 57, and there's a lot of nothing in between there. Even though I try and stay fit, yeah. right? So, I was thinking, you know, let, I'm gonna. I'm going to get on my bike. I've had a physical, so yeah. I already know that stuff. And I would say if anyone who's been sedate wants to get back into working out, just mm. go to the doctor and get a simple physical. You, do it for yourself. It'll tell you a mm -hmm. lot. And then I was looking up, well, I'm not just going to get back into running. Yeah. So I looked up, what are the steps? Oh, my God. And it was, like, serious. What? Uh, if you want to get back into running, there's there's two weeks worth of walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't just nope. not even a jog, Jim. I mean, mm. it, you go from a half mile easy walk, think baby, a half mile faster walk. It's baby, it's, ba it's baby, baby steps. steps. It's exactly what you said. Baby step. And sometimes the ego doesn't want to hear it. Oh, you go to the gym. Oh, That's where it messes yeah. you up. I get guys that go in there and they they're lean, but they're not strong anymore. I get, if I haven't worked out in a while, I I used to, you know, I'm not big in doing heavy weight weight benching things anymore. Yeah, but yeah. I the military press, I guess, I um, it's hard, the taller you are, the harder it is to do it sometimes. But I mean, I was working out with a 150, 160, trying to do 15, 16. I, I I'm not doing that now. No. I was coming back. You got to go back. You'd be you lucky if I push a hundred. It's there's no sense in doing it. All no, right. no. I work out. I work out on lighter weights. And high so reps. I work high reps. Yeah, right. I do. Of course. I, yeah, yeah. I'm working back to get like the one fifteen, the one twenty, fifteen, and then maybe I'm thinking about even doing lighter than that and just doing sixteen, eighteen okay. of each. Remember and we, I do that. Remember we and, said about the the chart yeah, yeah. in state police. Yeah. So the bench was one and a half times your body weight. You had to bench one and a half times your body weight. Okay. Well, if you're 150, 360 pounds, would be 360 for me. So if you're 100, that's what, 225? Yeah. More or less, right? Okay. So. Well, you could do a lot more because pound for pound, those, those little guys are much stronger than the big guys. Yeah, but I was 157 pounds. I was a skinny kid. You're asking me to push 225 cold? Oh, not cold. No, 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 no. You can get up to it. Now. But it'd be a lot easier to get up there. When you're 20, if you were to ask me now to push 225, it would take me forever in a day, and I'd probably hurt myself, and I'm not being uh, facetious, I'd probably hurt my elbows or my shoulders. Yeah. Because of all the working out when I was younger, uh -huh. I'm prone to the, you know, tinnitus and the, sh yeah. the, the, the shoulder. That's what you got to so, watch out with so that damage that you lighter, do. Your so, and again, the ego is telling you, when you look over and see Johnny Atlas, and you're like, I really want to look like that. You got to immediately tell yourself, no, you just don't get to. Yeah. You're going to look like something else that's going to make him probably think, you know, when I get that age, I want to look as good as that guy. We don't think about that sometimes. Uh -huh. 
uh, we're what, and and it plays a role as you get o- older yeah, in the gym. Yeah, you, you know what? It, it, we're fighting it's our like, younger it's like the, stereoty- the stereotype about cultures and stuff. Like that. When you say an Italian, and the Italian grandmother's always uh, or aunts are always saying you know, you're too too skinny. Too skinny. They they the Irish ones do it. The Polish yeah. ones do it. Almost every culture. But I'm th- I'm trying to. There's probably a cultures few of scarcity. From, yeah, yeah. From, Yes. Well, they some are some are thin, but then you got some kids that are really heavy. You know, heavy kids. But um, you know, in the end, that you got to watch out for that body shaming thing, because if you grow up in a family and everyone's big, and you're slender, they're going to say shit about your being slender. Oh, and it has implications to your sexuality. Too. Yeah. What's yeah. the matter with that kid? He looks effeminate. So, or 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 that yeah. or yeah or oh, a poor a poor girl a poor girl that's oh, worse like, for girls no breasts or no or a, a, a heavier girl or, that grows up in a right. skinny family skinny how family many, how many heavy, the young the heavy, skinnier girl in a big family may get a little more attention you never know right how many girls that you went to let's say elementary school with that were either super skinny dorky or overweight chubby grew up to be the most beautiful women well i went i went i went to school with a lot of kids because i went to 16 different elementary schools oh, uh, i i went to school. i never saw them. i mean the ones that i saw in philadelphia i saw later on because i moved back there and i run into them and and, and some of the girls the high school girls were that but um it's 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 it you are right you're right about that. And here's you got to be careful point, on how you. And the point I'm trying to make is, you know, um, I grew up in a, in a in an Irish, yeah, uh, Italian, Jewish, and Cuban neighborhood. It was split evenly four ways, mm-hmm. and it was like the parents had no concept of their own history of being young. Uh-huh. It, it's as if. When I grew up, it's like all the old people, and this is why we just didn't, of course, you think it as a kid, but I can look back, and it hasn't changed. My perception's the same. It's like they were always old. Given how every one of them grew up Uh in really hard times, of course, they got, they matured, Uh and they got old at a very young age, Mm -hmm. but... It was almost as if they wouldn't, they, no one ever thought, okay, so th- th- this one's skinny, that one's heavy. They got lots of growing to do. I never once judged my kids that way, you know? And, and yet, I can remember every parent having that one child that they either talk shit about or the one that was super stunning and handsome or beautiful and setting them so far out and above the other children right in front of the other children, it was like, you people fucking lose your mind? Your parents, what's the matter with you? I could never understand it. So I think it's a, it has a lot to do with the conditions that those people grew up in. I don't know we how I got that for another this. show. Because that's a big subject. That is huge. You're right. You're 100% right. I mean, yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Uh, I always just think of the just think of the the mind games of oh any group any any group. Think of it just the kids. complexes that no people kids grew up kids with. do it, and that adults pr- propagate it is is shameful in their house. But then again, oh. they do. I told you that girl chicken that was a belly of the ball, chicken in the belly of the ball. The girl, yeah. They, 
You hear the bell of the ball. I'm like, oh, God. It's sweet. You don't have to be the, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. And you can say, you are, you know, there was, there's such a middle ground you can do with that. You're such a middle ground you can do. Now, try to be moderate in all things, maybe. Right? Well, try to be moderate. You know, kids who like our weather down here. Yes. Today. Oh, what? Hot. Hot as balls. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I, was, I figure I'd just refer us back to the Keys because we're in the Keys. Yeah. It's hot. And we're inside. It's hot. Yeah. We were inside. Yeah, yeah. You guys up north in, in, um, in Chicago and all that stuff. Is where it cold it's there yet? Uh, high of 70, I think. 70, 60s. Oh, that's livable. That's beautiful. I think Going the to put a jacket. Like temperature today put is a like jacket, 100. Put a jacket it? on. Yeah, 100, 100 degrees. But, you know, it's funny after doing a push mower thing, I don't, it's not going to feel like I'm in hell. I'm yeah, you that. cut your grass today. I cut the grass this morning. Uh, I did it. I did it at uh, 11 o'clock. So it's yeah, it's high. about when I did it. I, I feel uh, like I need an IV. I just came from the gym, though. I just came from the you gym. You did the gym and you cut the grass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maniac. Uh, well, yeah, I ran a couple miles, Which and I rode. You go to the Mariners. I go all the way down there. All the way down there? Yeah, yeah. I got to do at least an hour and a half. Okay. No. No, it's at a hospital. It's a hospital. Uh, listeners, I, I, uh, that's the place I teach is a hospital gym, ah. and it's open to the public. So Really? I, yeah. you know, I should probably go with you. Yeah, you track it out. You're going to love it. It's a, I mean, it's it, it, it's pristine. Well, it's a ha- hospital house. Be- no, keep it's just like I, I don't have like this tremendous workout regimen. I just it, – it's important sometimes to, to have a schedule to get off your ass to go somewhere to work out because yeah. you get it done. Yeah. I can look at the weights at my house for three or four days. And oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Is it- I don't do it here either. I got to go to the gym. Yeah. I got this right here. I just got that thing. Right. I don't – you know, we used it like five, six times during the uh, thing. I'm pointing to – a uh, reclining bike thing, but uh, it's like a but, treadmill. It's really just a hanger for clothes. Yeah, well, I, we don't put our clothes on that. Yeah, we know we're <laughs> cognizant of that. You don't want to be that person. No. No. Well, listen, I would like to thank Joe here. Uh, we're going to be back on Thursday. We won't have to spend all this time talking about that. We'll probably talk about the key stuff. Uh, we're back to the slow season stuff. Uh, at work, and uh, we'll talk about that. I'm going into work tomorrow. I wasn't supposed to be in work tomorrow, so it's be off till next Wednesday, which I'm not mine. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a vacation. You get to go back. A medical thing. I don't treat as vacation. It's better you go thing. back that way. You're gonna have to take more time off. Oh shit! Oh, I'm going. No, that I was just so happy that they were able to take. You know, you know, I work in a restaurant, and right. we were able to. Um, it's not like they're bumping someone off my shift is that they were going to go with less people and now they're going to go with regular people and they'll just cut somebody. And now everyone's going to be a little more relaxed this week. But, uh, oh, we didn't take a little break to insert. Ah, it doesn't matter. Screw the break. Yeah, screw the break. We're going to, we're going to, um, thanks again for listening. Thank you, uh, uh, for, uh, people in Chicago, Russian Federation, Spain, Ireland, Poland, Poland. Uh, Norway. Washington, Virginia. Was it Denmark or Norway? Finland. 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 Oh, Helsinki. Got them all wrong. Norway. No, we do have Norway and Sweden. We have Norway and Sweden. Uh, and I don't have the other feeds, so there could be other countries I, I, I miss, I'm missing. I know there's, uh, there's an Asian. Oh, India. India. That's right. You said India. India. Yeah, Thank you, yeah. India. And uh, that's pretty much it. Well, share with your friends. Uh, 
now that you know and gave you detail of the surgery, I will do one right before the surgery and put it out there. And then you'll hear me right after the surgery if I'm allowed to talk. Uh, I'm not going to do anything that's counter to the doctor's wishes, right? What do you think? Yeah, you got to think of your health. Yeah, well, first it'll be record that I did something stupid. Right. You know, <laughs> don't so, give the insurance. I mean, I do. A, a reason to, you know, negate well, your insurance. Well, no, yeah, normally I, when I do something stupid, it's an accident. But to chronicle something stupid. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, that that's have chronicling something stupid has been happening for years and years and years. Acting. I mean, I've been surprised at Caveman go, hey, this is the time Grok put his head in the saber-toothed tiger's mouth when he was sleeping. It you know, cool. yeah, yeah, until it woke up. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to leave it at that. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Papa Joe. You're welcome. Oh, you know, there's. I'm going to give you that Pepsi so you can try that out. Um, we're signing off. You get to hear the music now. Dun, 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 dun. See, that's it. It's kind of jazzy. What do you? Think? I like it. I'm gonna like get it? rid of this. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Well, Bill Wissinger. Thanks again, folks. We'll talk to you later.